Hello there and welcome to Taft Talks, the show about influence and positive change and doing things differently. My name's Jamie and with me as always is Ken. We're not doing our usual bump and silliness today, Ken. We're getting straight into it. Let's go. Yeah, and today we're joined by Doc McCarthy, who is doing all kinds of creative and innovative things over in uh, Cronkshaw Farm in Rossendale and probably lots of other projects. So I'm excited to talk to you, Doc. So welcome. Thanks for having me, guys. And if you aren't watching this on YouTube, what we've got is beautiful background as Doc walks us through that farm. So I encourage you to go and check it out. It looks gorgeous. <laughs> uh, wicked. Thank you, Doc. So we, we, we know we're kind of short time. So thank you so much for giving your time up. So I'm going to run through a few of the things that are happening over at Conkshaw Farm, if that's okay. And then we'll talk about a couple of specific things. So if you're like me and you're a bit ignorant of farming life, you might be surprised to see a few of the things that you guys do over there. Um, but I know that one thing you're passionate about is almost that kind of really looking after the environment and issues around climate change and how you can make farming more sustainable. But alongside that as well, some of the more different things is, you know, you're turning your place into a holiday destination. You do virtual educational tours, and there's things that people might have seen you on recently, again, you some national notoriety around things like goat yoga and goats on Zoom calls. Um, so there's some really fascinating stuff going on. Please go and check out Doc's website. So if it's okay, we're going to talk about a couple of those things first, and then maybe get into a little bit of the, the, the why these things came about in the first place, if that's cool. Uh, oh, we can that see goats in the background already, or whatever they are, sorry. <laughs> sheep, perhaps. These are sheep. <laughs> there you go. Well done, Jamie. <laughs> All right, wicked. So, though, let's just talk about maybe the, the, the goat yoga and potentially the move into the, the goats on Zoom, because I think that's getting a lot of attention at the moment. So, I suppose there's a little bit of saying, you know, how or even why did that come about? Uh, the Zoom or the yoga? Uh, well, let's start with the yoga, because as part of our physical activity project, I think that has a nice link there. All right. So um, we're very concerned about climate change here. So we've been doing lots of crazy, wacky fundraising stuff to raise a bit of extra dash um, so we can install uh, some renewable power tech at the farm. So that includes thermal solar, photovoltaics, um, heat pumps, wind turbines, that sort of stuff, and swapping all our farm machinery to electric, all of which costs a fortune. So <laughs> we've been saving up um, for that and doing various things to raise the revenue to be able to do that. Uh, one of which was goat yoga. So it's a bit of a crazy idea. We actually saw it in the States. Um, and we thought, we've got goats. We'll have a crack at that. The only difference is, and the reason why we were a bit nervous about it was, when we, when we first started doing it is our goats are meat goats. It's very much a working farm here. And the place in America, it's like little tiny pygmy goats that will <laughs> climb on your back. Um, whereas ours are like massive 60 kilogram goats. Uh, so we're a bit like, hmm, you know, is this going to work? Um, so we ran our first session in the summer, which was covered um, during part of a BBC documentary, a half hour documentary that went out nationally across the UK, um, which is also going to be on Amazon Prime later this year. Um, so that was a massive success and the customers absolutely loved it. So we had loads more sessions planned for this summer to get some more money in the bank. But with COVID, they've not been able to go ahead. So we've been thinking of other things we can do to raise more revenue. And... Uh, I said to one of my team here, hey, how about, you know, everybody's talking about these really boring 
business Zoom calls at the moment uh, that just sound like hell to be sat in for hours. Why don't we like say, you know, add a goat to your Zoom call and just spice things up a bit? It was a bit of a joke, to be honest, to start with. We weren't thinking anyone would actually do it. But it turns out everyone's bought in the meetings. So um, yeah, loads and loads of people have been booking. We get calls from Australia, New Zealand, America, China, um, Japan, Spain, Germany, all over the place. We do about 100 calls a day. Um, And we've been doing that for since the beginning of lockdown, really about a week into lockdown. So I've had to hire three new employees to deal with the demand um, and we're doing working before I hired the employees I was doing 115 hours of zoom calls a week um, and running the farm which didn't involve a lot of sleep so took on some new employees I thought it would only last a few weeks I was like I'll just crack on and get him done but then the demand just didn't stop and then uh, we're in the uh, MEN so we got more coverage this was right at the beginning and then we were in the Guardian and then we we're in the Telegraph and then we were in the Times and then we we're in some papers over in America. Then we were in some papers in Australia. Then we got covered on This Morning Britain. They did a segment about it. Uh, then we we're in the Japanese newspapers. <laughs> so it all went a bit crackers. Um, but yeah, it turns out goats are funny in every language. So it would seem. So um, yeah, it just, uh, it's become a bit of a thing now. So we've started doing virtual farm tours as well. So I'm just here with the sheep at the moment, if anybody is watching on YouTube. So the sheep are being herded around me at the moment by my sheepdog. So we've done a few virtual farm tours like this where we'll go and give demonstrations of um, the sheepdogs working and uh, go around the farm and look at the poultry and the goats and the sheep and stuff. Uh, Give people a bit of a taste of the countryside if they can't travel over to England. So we've been doing... Uh, you know birthday appearances doing farm virtual tours for kids in different countries around the world we've even done several countries in Africa like all over the place uh, which has been really cool and also lots of um, kids at international schools practicing their English so yeah it's been it's been really nice to be able to share the farm and the gorgeous Rosendale countryside with people who wouldn't normally be here so it's expanded our reach significantly. And what do you think it um, is an incredible story? Um, what, what, what do you think it is about you or your approach that's been able to, to spread that for it to grow so much? What do you think people have really, you know, how have you done that, do you think? It's just the idea. People like the idea. So um, it's, I think if you, if you churn out enough different ideas, at some point you're bound to sort of come up with one that people really like. Plus, lie down. Sorry, my, sneak, my sheep dog's trying to sneak off and get the sheep again. Lie down, first. Yeah, um, when you did that. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, it's the the idea is just one of lots and lots and lots of ideas, um, and this one just happened to really get people's attention. So, we didn't do any publicity. I have paid zero for publicity. I've not I've not paid for a single advert, um, and the yeah the income off it has been. Uh, quite good very good in fact so um yeah it's 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 not cost anything other than an extra phone and an extra sim card for our employees so they can do more zoom calls amazing amazing and i think i mean i, did, I hadn't realized i knew it kind of blown up but i didn't realize quite how much you managed to kind of do that so i think because what we're always trying to do is keen to look at some of the the applicable learning for kind of others and, and the kind of stuff that we do i think one of those things that you said there is 
churning out lots of ideas and not being scared to almost just keep coming up with it. And I think you even said, you, you said, how about goats on Zoom? Almost as a kind of a jokey thing. And actually that kind of thing can actually just, it just tapped into perhaps a bit of the mood of the public at the moment of, as you say, it's, we're on Zoom calls, we're a bit bored, what can we do about that? Is it, is it coming on to the kind of churning out lots of ideas? Have you got any funny examples of anything you've thought, yeah, maybe that wasn't the best? <laughs> Um, well, the most crazy, stupid one is goats on Zoom, but that's earned us <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not the first idea. We've done loads of different stuff since the beginning of lockdown. Um, one of the one of the troubles that we've had is the one of the two of the main income streams for the farm. There, we're obviously quite lucky here because we have a very diverse income stream because agriculture is still going. We're still selling food, so we've still got that income stream. Nothing's been affected there. We're actually selling more than we were before because um, more people are at home and cooking stuff, so they're looking for local ingredients, which is great um, for our produce delivery rounds from the farm. But the income streams from the accommodation we've got here, which actually I'll take you to see now. So anyone watching on YouTube, you can come and see the treehouse. Yeah. Just climbing over a gate to not watching on YouTube. Um, so yeah, our two of the main income streams that stopped with COVID were our educational visits uh, and weddings and our accommodation as well. Um, so they all have come to a stop. So one of the big downsides was I took on my first employees in the autumn. So I've got an apprentice and I've got a part-time member of staff who usually does uh, educational visits. So both of those members of staff were relying on the income from the educational visits, the weddings and the events. And because I'd taken on them on in the autumn when I was still self-employed, they weren't on a payroll scheme because HMRC advised me. So they said, right, well, you know, register as a limited company in April and um, then you can put them on a payroll then because they're not on massive wages because it's an apprentice and it's somebody who's part time. So I said, so I followed their advice, but the big downside of that, which they didn't see come in and neither did I, was if you're not on a payroll scheme, you're not applicable for furlough. So neither of my staff had any furlough or any wages. Uh, and they're absolutely brilliant, really hard workers, really keen on the sort of ethos of the farm and what we're trying to do here, which was one of my main drivers for wanting to come up with new revenue streams so I could give them a wage again. Um, so that one of the sort of most satisfying bits about got on Zoom is um, all the all the profits are going towards installing this renewable tech. But the best bit has been there's been so many calls I've not been able to deal with them on my own. So I've been able to rehire my part time employee, um, and she's actually got more hours now than she had before. And that first month when before we came up with the idea, um, she's earned that back. So she's actually earned, overall, she's earned more during COVID uh, because of all the innovation stuff that we've done than she would have done before. And our apprentice, um, who's not been able to do the Zoom calls, he'll be starting back next week because we'll be slowly reopening our accommodation. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's been great for them because it's, it's sort of meant that we've been able to keep them on and uh, get some get some wages in their bank accounts it, it kind of feels like there's a, there's a couple of things at the heart of this it kind of sounds like and it's that almost a little bit of necessity is the mother of invention kind of feel to it of 
you really wanted. And I don't know if this just came about from you, Dot, recently, or if it's something that's always the farm has done, but that that drive towards sustainability and investment in renewable things has almost meant you having to expand what a farm can or does offer and look at all different kind of ways of using the natural resources that you've got, the things that you've got there in different ways. Is that fair? Um, yeah, well, it's, it's always been a passion of mine since I've been uh, small, really, um, looking after the environment. This is our treehouse. For anybody watching on YouTube, take you for a little look around in here. Double bed here for people who are just listening. And you've got views over the whole of Rosendale and the rolling hills. Beautiful. Double bed in here. And it's heated because nobody likes to go away and stay somewhere cold. Anyway, back to your um, back to your question. Um, have have like the innovative ideas come about because I've been trying to yeah basically solve a problem. So climate change costs a lot of money to fix. Um, you know, there's a certain amount of government funding and stuff to switch to green stuff, but primarily, um, you know, if if you're really passionate about it, the the best thing you can do for the green economy. <laughs> is to put your money where your mouth is and invest in it and actually buy stuff that will reduce your carbon footprint. So that's what we're going to do. So money's coming in the bank now. So the plan is we will um, we will be purchasing some kit in the next few months, um, which will reduce our carbon footprint to zero um, and mean what we can sell energy back to the grid as well. So... Last year, one of the things, I've been running the farm for nearly four years now, and one of the first big investments was, if you're watching on YouTube, well, you can see it on the pole behind me here. So this is a three-phase power box, um, which was installed by Electricity Northwest. Um, so that allows us to sell clean energy back to the grid once we've got the renewable tech kit installed, um, and also means that the very beginnings of the partnership that we've got with Tesla um, means we can provide supercharge points on our car park. So we've got, we've got those, we've got a supercharge point and two other Tesla car charging points, one of which is multi-vehicle, not just Tesla's. Um, so they'll be being installed in the next 18 months or so. Wow. So give, give me a sense, Dot, of the size of the team around you. Because <laughs> everything you're describing, a bit of me thinks... I think Dot might be at the heart of all of this stuff and energy-wise must be an absolute superhero because I'm assuming there's not many of you doing all of this at the heart of the farm. Uh, so it's just just me who runs the farm um, and then in October, so what's that about? Uh, seven months ago, eight months ago, um, I took on my first two employees wow. and then uh, I took on two more employees in the last two weeks to help with the goat zoom stuff. Amazing. So it's a it's a little team, but I think if you're dedicated and you and you put your time in and put the effort in, you can get a lot done. Right. Uh, fa fa final final question, I think, and just last point to touch on. Dot. Um, what what have you? What would you say you've learned over the last four years um, through all this innovation and all these great ideas? What have you learned about yourself and about business and place? Any kind of key thoughts? Um, if you want to get stuff done, you've got to be prepared to put the time in. So literally, like, think about how many hours there are in the week. Take out what you need to sleep and eat and live. Um, and then the rest of it, if you want to get something done, every single one of those hours you should be working. 
And if you're not, then you won't get it done. Well, that kind of makes me reflect immediately and go, hmm, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's the thing you don't, I think if you're really, really passionate about something yeah. uh, and you really want to fix it, you, you, you won't even realise the, the hours that you put in. Uh, one of the things you hear banded about a lot with, um, you know, people starting up businesses and sort of startup culture is like, oh, how many hours are you working a week? But you don't even really think about it when you're doing it and you're not like, oh, you know, have I done the right number of hours today or this week or this month or whatever? Because you just, that's, you wake up and that's what you want to do. And, you know, that's what you do all day until you need to go to sleep again. <laughs> um, and you don't, you don't really think about it. And the only reason why I know how many hours I've done is um, I did a talk for um, a Northern Ireland entrepreneurs group the other week. And one of the things they were, they wanted to know about about was time management so I was like huh okay well I wonder how many hours I have done and it was only when I actually did the maths that I realized it'd been 115 hours a week so which is quite quite a few I didn't realize the normal working week was 30 or like 35 or something which yeah, is some, like some mental yeah <laughs> or, if, or if you can mass it 10 or 11 something like that <laughs> But yeah, each to, each to their own. It's 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 definitely. I think if you're trying to build something, you've you've got to put the hours in, or it won't happen. Um, but equally, I think if you're an employee, just those sort of normal, typical employee hours, 30, 40 hours a week, or whatever. Um, if you are, if you're the sort of person leading leading those employees, as long as you're making sure there's there's no sort of blockages in front of them, and they can do what you've asked them to do, and uh, you're making their job easy to do, people can really get through a lot of work. Well, and I think you're a testament to that clearly, Doc, because everything that you've managed to do over the last three or four years, and just covering this podcast today in twenty minutes, is astonishing, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Bob, so what we'll do is, so I think, Doc, just remind me of your Twitter handle so people can go and follow you on there. Uh, it's Doc McCarthy. Nice Doc and easy. And if you, yeah. I mean, I, I have looked at it a, a lot in the last few weeks. So firstly, it's just, it's a gorgeous Twitter stream to look through because there might be a picture of like a sheepdog laid on you just really kind of calmly being stroked <laughs> or you kind of have the goats things. I've seen loads of people tweeting the video of their goats on quizzes and on Zoom calls. That's always great to look at. Um, one thing as well I did see, which I really liked a lot and made me laugh, I think you you developed your own website or you're in charge of the content of it. And I saw a little Twitter interaction between you and somebody where I think they pointed out some grammar or something like that. And you'd said, thank you very much for pointing out on that. There's going to be loads of that kind of thing on in the website because I run it. If you want to go and find any other mistakes and correct them for me, that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, for a bit of free labour, go and grab and check my website <laughs> if it bothers you that much. Yeah, I'm, I'm very dyslexic, so it's not, it's not my strong point. Um, but the website is, though, and that's the point of it. It comes across as if you're talking to you on the website, and I think that's an awesome thing. You know, it's not a corporate thing. It is you talking about the things that you do over there, which is great. Uh, and so I don't think to the website as well. Um, remind me of that website. Sorry, I've not got it in front of me. Yeah, it's uh, Cronkshaw Fold Farm. So C-R-O-N-K-S-H-A-W. Fold, like folding paper farm. If you put that in Google, uh, you'll find us easily enough. Wicked. And things I imagine, and, and I'm sure the website will tell people, things will start to become more open again in the coming weeks and months for some of the things that you normally offer. Yeah, so um, we do 
sort of toddler groups and visitor days and our accommodation and stuff will be opening at some point in July. Uh, we're just uh, figuring out the best way to do that at the moment in relation to COVID. Awesome. So, you know, if people are kind of thinking, what can I do with my family and kids? Outdoors is good guidance at the moment and loads of great stuff is happening over at the farm. So go and check out the website and, and get you and your kids booked on there to go and do something really fun in the outdoor space. All right, guys. Well, it's been lovely to talk to you and uh, good luck with your podcast adventures. <laughs> Thank you very much, Dot. Thank you very no much. Great time. Bye. Take care. Bye bye. Awesome. Right. Well, that was Dot McCarthy. Um, wow. <laughs> wow, Ken. That is um, a person full of energy and ideas, doing all sorts of special stuff. It's unbelievable when you when you look into it and hear about it. And I think, and I think, what really stands out, you know, I've known Dot for a little while now. Um, you know, the work ethic is incredible, but I think, you know, the, the takeaway message for me is find your passion, find yeah. what you're passionate about. And and Dot is passionate about a farm and her animals, but she's also really passionate about people and she's really passionate about climate change, as she talked about there. And as you mould all of those passions together, they, they interweave and have created a really incredible place and a really incredible vibe that that is, you know, a little a little farm a, fair, a relatively small farm in Rossendale is is globally recognized um for a whole variety of things um none more so than having goats join you on a zoom call um so it's amazing like i said i think you know we've talked about in the past you know I, I love the idea of ideas and energy but actually maybe at the heart of that is if you find your passion it's much easier to come up with ideas it's much easier to give you you know to get that energy to get to pull you out of bed or push you out of bed in the morning um, amazing stuff right wicked well I think we'll we'll call it a day there we'll, we'll wrap up so as always thank you all for listening um, check us out on Twitter check Dot out on Twitter at the places we've talked about already uh, enjoyed this one a lot and look forward to um, the next one love yeah. to speak to you again Ken see you soon mate here you go take care